Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Keith Cheggers podcast. <laughs> My name's Hannah Norris. Um, I'm an actor and I also do about a billion other different jobs. Um, I'm 39 years old and I'm here... Um, with my husband, Carl Donnelly. Hi, Carl. Hello, Hannah Norris. <laughs> um, Who are you? <laughs> I am Carl Donnelly. I am a stand-up comedian. I'm 37. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other things you said? Um, what I do, I think that was about all. That was it. That's, that's all we that's are. That's the bullet that's all we've points. Got. Um, yeah, so we're married. And yes. um, a couple of weeks ago, I found out a thing yes. <laughs> and realised I didn't know anything about that thing. Yeah. And so I wanted to start finding out more about it Yes. and thought that we'd do a podcast to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I've not, uh, just to clarify, because I've got another podcast, yeah. two other podcasts, but I've, this was in no way influenced by me. No. I just want to I, I actually, because I, I reckon I've probably got some friends who would hear this and go oh Carl's bloody got her doing a podcast yeah it's my idea it's absolutely your idea but he's got all the equipment so I was like oh that's easy I'm just merely technical support yeah but you should probably tell them what the thing is (laughs) which I'm really bad at but that's exactly why I have to be doing this so um the Keith Cheggers podcast is here because (laughs) Keith Cheggers means preggers in Cockney rhyming slang yes um Carl informed me and that's what I am right now. You are pregnant. <laughs> you struggle, you're struggling I to say the words so far. I can't say it. I haven't. It's still quite early days. So that's why I haven't got used to saying I it. I mean, it's very early days. That's, but it, mm. I mean, your idea is to chart the course, not just chart, not because you just want to tell people what's happening to you, but you actually. I mean, it's true. We don't know anything about yeah. babies, yeah, pregnancy. All right, much to be honest. We're two late thirties creatives. Yeah, We've wasted our life. Yeah. I can talk a lot about theatre and yeah. what people are feeling when they look at each other in a certain way, but not about what to do when you have a new human no. in the world or are growing a new human. No. So with that in mind, like like we said, it's very early on. Um, from looking at an app, I think I'm six weeks, but I also don't know if that's yeah. that's real. You told me it's the size of a blueberry yesterday. Yeah. That's been what doing your app told little, you. Yeah. So I've been doing a little bit of looking stuff up. As as you do, but um, when I first slightly more than a little, come on. <laughs> in the nature of honesty, you have been reading a lot. Well, that but that's also yeah, but not finding out everything that I want to find out. No, and not being really crazy. No, about no, it. I don't mean that in a crazy way. I just mean you. um, your it's been your topic of naturally. It's yeah. been the topic of what you're googling because I like to think about it because I feel as well because. Right now, I don't really have that many feelings. Like, I don't have that many sensations. If I don't think about it, then it's like it's not happening. So it makes it real if I've got my attention on it and trying to find out um, what's going on for me. And so that was what I did. I've kind of been searching for information and sources and, and things that are interesting and interesting stories and things that I might not know, which is pretty much everything. Yeah. Um. And so I wanted to talk to people as I go along the journey before actually having the baby. Yeah. Babies, maybe. That's what you know, <laughs> already we're having a slight... That's, that's a question mark. Um, um, not what concerns, but you know, th- there could be a couple in there. Could be yeah. three in there. Could be eight in there. It's happened. <laughs> Octomum number uh, two. <laughs> yeah. Um, but And quickly, yeah, the Keith Cheggers thing, I... You, I, you were trying to come up with a name for the podcast. Yeah, I realised it was. I the... said something about Keith Checkers being a funny bit of rhyming slang, 
and you laughed at the phrase but didn't know who Keith Chagrin was. Nah. So when I explained um, who he was, you thought it'd be funny to call this podcast. And then I told Carl that he died two years ago. Yeah, which, I didn't know, two years ago. <laughs> which he didn't know. For somebody so. who was such a seminal part of my childhood, I'm surprised I missed that news. Yeah, I do recognise his face though now that, now that we've, what, um, I've done some Googling on that as well. I'm trying to work out what part of the year he died. He died December. on the 11th of December, yeah. the day before your birthday. The day before my birthday, 40th pro- birthday this I year. I was probably... Just in full swing of birthday prep, yeah, I was out wrapping things, and so sort of. I mean, you basically made me miss Keith Chegman's death. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's but fine. I also realised with it's that, fine, you know, life goes on. With that name, it's it is the first naming this podcast is the first thing that we've named together. Yeah, and it so is because we've never had a pet. No, no, we don't. We don't name things like inanimate objects. No, we've got bikes, but we haven't chosen names for those. No got plants they don't have names no they don't they just you know they get an equal amount of love between them yeah so until the baby comes along and then they are all gonna die (laughs) but yeah we had a few different ideas but um it's it's keith checkers the keith checkers podcast yeah we're off this is episode number one so what happened (laughs) um two weeks ago just nearly two weeks ago i did a pregnancy test yep and I was given a date to do that because uh, we've been doing IVF, which I'll talk a bit more about, I yes. guess. I guess. Um, so I had to do a pregnancy test on a Friday morning and the hospital had given me a test to do and I decided I was going to do a backup one as well. So I woke up I woke up about 3.30 in the morning because you're supposed to, apparently the, the, it's supposed to be better in morning wee yeah. that you really pick up, whether it's... It's had more time to... Um like marinade yeah 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 get really strong <laughs> overnight yeah um and so i woke up at three thirty in the morning but i decided that was the middle of the night and then i waited till like nine and i went and did my wee in a cup put both of the tests in left them why do you not do it actually on them is it not like you know in the Wait, films you see people just like hold them underneath the streams yeah that's one way you can do it or you can put it in a jar so I love collecting glass. Did you use one of our jars? (laughs) (laughs) I was unaware of this fact. Has that jar since been thrown in the bin? No, it's had boiling water in it. It's now in the mix of all the other jars. I don't don't even know which jar it is. No, you don't. That is absolutely... (laughs) That's not allowed. Why not? It's it's sterilised now. It's it's sterilised, but the the sort of memory of we is in Exactly, the memory of life, the starting of life. That's amazing. It should make you love all the jars even more. No, it won't. Because I really love glass jars. It'll make me now never use any of our jars again. (laughs) And I collect way too many of them. You do, actually. Don't throw them out. Um, But as we've learnt just then, they do come in handy down the line. Yeah. Um, And so, Carl wasn't here. He's in Canada. I was in Canada, yes. And so, I just told him that I was going to send him an emoji... With either a thumbs up or a thumbs down, yes. depending on what the result came back. So I waited those few minutes and then I went back and checked. And they both had the two lines on them, which is what is positive. Yeah. So I think you get one line, it's negative. Two lines is positive. But on both of them, the second line was a bit fainter than the other one. Yeah. So it says on there that that's supposed to mean positive, but I wasn't convinced. So... I just sent Carl that. So you like, just pissed in every jar. <laughs> no, in the I, didn't, house. I left it at that. I didn't do any more ways and test them. But I just sent Carl the emoji that had the like, mm, the shrug emoji yeah. because Which is I wasn't the, I mean, expecting the last that to be an option. Thing I, yeah, I, I mean, not the last thing. The last thing I wanted obviously was a thumbs down, but the not knowing is, uh, is always an issue, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's, it was, uh, that was also the one I absolutely not thought about. No, I mean, I literally thought I was getting a thumbs down. Oh well, you know, let's try again in the new year. Yeah. Um, or a thumbs up, hooray. Yeah. Now I've got to go to a wedding with in the, uh, this massive secret in my in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I I wasn't prepared for the. I the don't shrug. know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it just shows what a cool couple we are as well that we use emojis to tell this kind of. It doesn't. It's just, <laughs> it's a terrible <laughs> indictment on the modern age. Let's be honest. <laughs> anything um, if ever you know if ever our future child slash children listen to this that's going to be the moment they're like yeah. oh god oh what idiots um so anyway i had to go back into the hospital because like i said the ibf thing i had to go back and get some more tablets and things and they were they were 
very encouraging and said, this sounds like good news, but I was still a bit uncertain. So she said that she would do a blood test for me and would give me the results later that day. So we did that. And she kind of advised me if it was whatever this thing was, when you do the wee test, if it's a level of 50, it shows up. Yeah. Which I think is HCG hormone. It'll show up on the wee test. But on the blood test, if it's from like five, it'll show up. So that's a much smaller amount. It'll show up than if you've got this pregnancy hormone. And she was like, so if it comes up at about 20, then um, we'll get you back in a couple of days. And it should have doubled by then. And then it's all well and good and on the way. Um but yeah, we'll, we'll do that and I'll call you later today, today with what the results are. So then I had to spend the whole day just going, I don't know what's happening, feeling really kind of inside my body and really unsure about it. And you were sending me regular updates of still haven't heard, still haven't heard. Yeah. Which is, yeah, because it was, I assumed she'd call you in a, like an hour or two. Yeah. And it's not, obviously, this isn't anyway having a go at them. They're, no. It's amazing, it, they've been amazing the whole time, but... It was a bit of a yeah longer wait than expected. But also that thing of going, we are um, doing this through the NHS and they how much work they have to do. Oh, so we'll I talk knew, about that in a minute, I think. So yeah. it's, I can't believe just how much was done. Yeah. And it was so it was at the very, very end of the day. And I did I trusted her that she was gonna call me. Um and she did call and she said that the level that it had read was 179, I think, which is <laughs> so many babies in there. <laughs> way more than five or 20. So I was like, oh, right, it's happening. It's on. Um, and so I told Carl that. You tell me. And, and then that massive secret maybe stayed a secret for about five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then I told my two friends who I was with, uh, two comedian friends who were at the wedding with each other. And I just, I genuinely, in my head before that, I was like, I'm not going to tell anyone for the first three months. Yeah. Genuinely, I was like, because my natural instinct is to always... Be private. It's not just be private, but it's also, I don't like ever... It's, I, have, I think it's from a childhood thing of, I don't like celebrating something until it's 100% definite. You don't even like celebrating things really anyway. <laughs> I do like celebrating. <laughs> I like celebrating other people's things. Yeah. My personal things, I tend to be slightly less um, excited about. Yeah. But I just I'm always a slight a slightly worried that what if something goes wrong? Yeah. And then you've told everyone. Mm-hmm. And but so yeah, with this for some reason though, that I thought that would be the case. Even if I got the thumbs up, I thought that's fine, just don't tell anyone for months. And with, I just couldn't not. It was yeah. I was excited. And I think as well, like, yes, there is that chance that things can go wrong, like they can in any walk of life. But the likelihood is that if that's to happen, which it could, which it could to anybody, um, you're still likely to tell those people that it's happened anyway. Well, I suppose, yeah. At least, at least, yeah. If you're close friends, it keeps yeah. them in the loop as to where you're at. Because, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, maybe the old me would have been like, keep it private. If it if something bad happens two months in, keep it locked down. Keep that all locked down. Never mm. tell a soul. But I think nowadays I'm much more yeah open. And I had a friend coming over to to dinner that night, and she wanted to drink lots of gin, which I'm usually very happy to do. <laughs> so I knew that that night it was either going to be, if it was a thumbs down, I was going to get pissed yeah. on gin with her. If it was a thumbs up, then I was going to have to tell her because <laughs> it seems to be that I, I can't think of any other legitimate reason no. to tell people why I don't want to drink with them except that yeah. there's a baby. <laughs> it's almost as if we live in a country where just saying I don't want to drink isn't yeah. accepted. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't get accepted. Um, we should have called this podcast the um, nine months. Hannah has nine months off gin podcast. Yeah, well, who knows? We might want to change it. Are you allowed to have a gin like on the birth, on the day of birth? Well, this is the thing. So I, lo- I love gin and tonic. <laughs> I can. For the listeners, I can confirm <laughs> Yeah, that. we will change the name. Um, Not in a worrying way, just to clarify. It's, yeah, you know, I love it. Um, yeah. love, I mean, you love the taste of it. Yeah. And my mum, my dad smuggled gin and tonic into the hospital to my mum before she gave birth to me. Before? Yep. I mean, that's... And that, I mean, that says something. That says that... Says it's a... Why I love Irresponsible it. father, <laughs> but a great it's husband. Hidden. Yeah, it's, he's really got, go. the, he's got the, sort of, the ratio wrong on where is his behaviour. There's those fake, I've got that fake gin, the one you can buy that's got no alcohol in yeah, it. Yeah, which is crap. I don't recommend. No. No. You might as well just put a bit of water in your tonic. And then some, like, I don't know, some grass, just yeah. a bit of grass. <laughs> that's all it tastes like. A glass of grass. No, thank um, you. 
So anyway, so there, that's yeah. where we're at. So yeah, we got... Where you're at. I just yeah. want to clarify for everyone as well, we're not going to be saying we're pregnant. <laughs> I, I Honestly, yeah. this is your podcast. Yeah. I'm not going to be even here every episode. You're going to be chatting to other pregnant ladies or yeah. whatever. I'll just nip off. But you are also part of it, obviously. I definitely. I'm, you're what, part what, of the deal and you're part of the learning as I, well. I'd be comfortable saying we're having a baby. Yeah. But I, I, I absolutely draw the line that we're pregnant. That is, that, I definitely think that is you, you're, you know, really doing the heavy lifting on this. What do you, if I'm not around, like I said to someone the other day, I'm having a baby. Yeah. But that's because you weren't there. Like they're with I, me. No, you need to correct that. <laughs> no, no, of course you can. <laughs> but would you like? Would you say? Do you think you'd say to people, "We're having a baby"? If I wasn't there with you, or you'd say, "Hannah's having." A I baby. would say, "Hannah's having a baby." Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think. I think as uh, uh, speaking as a father. Oh God. Uh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> not ready. Not ready. Not ready. Not ready. Um, no, but what I mean is uh, speaking as a, a a man who now his partner is partner. Sorry, wife. <laughs> Keep Weird. going. This yeah, is no, disgusting. It shows how we're not ready for this. <laughs> Can't even say the words. Um, I definitely think you know it, it is. We do our initial bit, and then we are very much in a support capacity. Men, and then, yeah, or just mm-hmm. the partner of a pregnant yeah. person. Um, and then once the baby comes out, it's back to right. This is sort of yeah. Obviously, yes, still certain things you have to take the lead on. But mm. you know, I think then the sort of the balance of responsibility comes back. Near, the needle comes nearer the middle. I think during pregnancy, men have just got, a, or partners have just got a sort of stand by and you know be there to support. Yeah, yeah. Which again, that'll be an interesting thing to see if we change. Um, you know, if that changes, that perspective changes along the way, or yeah, when find out more. What if or? I just start shirking my responsibilities? Or you start being like, oh no, I feel really nauseous today. Oh, sympathy <laughs> pains. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. I need to lie down. I need a nap. I mean that will happen. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. If, do we want to talk more about IVF now or so? Do you know what I think? Time? We should just. I think it's worth explaining the process just for yeah. people that might be considering it or yeah. might, um, you know, because I mean, Cause you it, did the most again. You did the most of it. I just had to show up and get, do a little sample in a sexy room. Yeah, with with a poster with boobs on the wall. One poster with boobs and one poster um, just a, a really nice oil painting of like a nice landscape yeah that was the one i used yeah <laughs> that's your vibe yeah. <laughs> um so yeah we we have we have done ibf to to make to get to this point <laughs> can't say it um so it's probably about a year and a half ago i just went to my local gp for something else i think i had a cough or something like that and just mentioned to her the idea of having a baby so carl and i um, we never have said that we were trying no. for a baby. The idea of that, again, is one that makes me feel a bit sick. Like it feels quite desperate and feels like you're putting a lot of effort in towards something. And I guess as well for me, the disappointment of it not working, if I'm not like yeah. going, I'm really trying for this, then it doesn't, Yeah, it's not so devastating if it doesn't happen. I mean, yeah, that's what for us, I think we both thought, let's just leave it up to yeah, see what chance. happens. But let's see, let's never say we're trying because, yeah, I think there is that fear of failure. Yeah, and from a genuine point of going, well, maybe we'll have a baby one day yeah. and maybe we won't and it's all good either way. Yeah, just and that's for anyone else. That's not saying that if you're trying, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, that's fine. That's just I'm saying this is for our perspective. Yeah. We just wanted to keep it cash. Which obviously the whole thing will be from from our perspective and whatever you're doing is cool and... And great. And, and correct. And keep going. Um, There's but, no right or wrong answers, guys. Yeah. Um, so I went to see this doctor and I just mentioned it to her about the idea of having a baby. She uh, asked how long we'd been trying for and it had been a couple of years, yeah. I suppose. Um, and she then looked up my age and went, okay, I'm going to get you in the system straight away. And I was like, what system? And basically it just started the process of being, because she told me that in the area where we live, you're able to access um, IVF through the NHS up until the age of 40 as as a woman or as the, as the mother. Um, so I was like, fine. And we started going into this process where I began to get tested for different things. Carl was tested as well. And that's when they might find out reasons for the infertility, like, you know, that there might be, problems or issues 
But for us, everything came back fine yeah. again. So it's that that unexplained infertility. Um, so there was a series of tests probably over six months, seven, eight months or something. Yeah. You know, obviously, yeah, there was a few months in between each little thing that we yeah. had to do. It wasn't like sort of intensive. And then it got to the point where they said, so the next step is basically you might want to try IVF. And it was something before that we'd never talked about. No. I kind of walked out of the hospital going, oh, do you think that's something you want to do? And we're both like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, and decided to go ahead. With because that. of the age as well, obviously. Yeah. They, the, the NHS have a, have, do have a sort of cut off at 40 yeah. where they'll do it on the NHS. Yeah. So you get, is it one round? Well, no, you could do two, I think. Right. But it has to be before before you turn 40. Yeah, and you're 40 in... In December. In, yeah. <laughs> Six months, weeks? In two months, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> shut oh, everything down. No. Um, um, <laughs> so we were on a slightly tight deadline, but also the deadline was affected by the fact that we were off travelling and yeah. doing gigs and you know, we were at festivals. And, you know, yeah, we went, uh, we went to Australia. I was there for three months. So we were apart for a bunch of that time. Yeah. And then when we came back, we were maybe going to start IVF in May. But then I got some touring work and went on tour with a band for like three months. And then we had the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah. And it was on that schedule going, okay, it's it's at the end of Edinburgh that we have to start this. Because yeah. otherwise we're going to run out of time and not be able to do this. And kind of make that time and make that space to put this as a priority and something to focus on. So, yeah, started taking these tablets at the... Um, towards the last week of August, which had to do for a bit, which regulated my cycle. And then I had to go into the hospital and they gave me um, needles and injections. And yeah. I had to inject myself in the morning and um, in the evening. The morning one was kind of a really easy, was a very thin needle, kind of like an acupuncture needle that I'd injected into my stomach. And in the evening, there was a slightly, slightly bigger needle into my thigh now I don't like I'm not big on needles yeah. I don't really like them I do I love acupuncture and I've also done acupuncture throughout this um but you know blood tests and things like that not not big on but the I, I found these really easy they weren't um a problem to do these injections and had to do that for a couple of weeks and then we went and uh, that was so that was stimulating my follicles which then they aim to create more follicles than usual. When you usual cycle, you get one follicle that releases an egg, but they want to create as many as possible. And I ended up um, making eight follicles. I got to see them on the on a scan. There was a couple that were massive. Yeah, right. obviously I don't know how many times they were uh, magnified. Yeah, but they were huge. And they um, then had a procedure which was under sedation. They extracted those eight eggs from the follicles. I think this is right. And then together with the sample that yeah. Carl had produced. So, yeah, I had to go and do my sample while you were still waiting to go in. Yeah. Did it, brought it back. Then they took you in. Yeah. Knocked you out. I nipped to Westfield Shopping Centre. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had half an hour to kill. It was around the corner. We could probably actually recommend the um, clinic. Yeah. Because I think they, they're not just uh, NHS, they're private as well. Yep. And they were, from the word go, so nice. Yeah. It's been amazing. They, yeah, I mean, they make it. They make it so. Um, what's the word? Sort of. They never make it sound daunting at any point. No. I think they're really. Everyone is so nice and warm, and it just yeah, it just I think you know. And I'm only. This is obviously I'm saying from my perspective. You were the person who actually had to go through the procedure, but you know, it just it was there. It was a nice. Yeah. It was a nice process. And in that way of normalising it as well, it doesn't make it all seem like a big deal. It's something that they. Um, preparing for you and offering you and they know what they're doing they're doing it they're seeing people all day every day and yeah it's been so that's been really good and that was at queen charlotte's hospital yes. in in hammersmith it's amazing yeah um but yeah so then they so yeah they extracted got your eggs mixed up with my stuff mixed it up and then the next day they phoned me the next morning to say that six of the eggs had fertilized yes and then because of that, they said that it's likely we'll transfer them back to you in five days. Yep. Um, and so I had to then wait for a couple of days, I think. And then they called back. Oh, no, it wasn't until we went in, was it, that we knew how many? Oh, no, yeah. So we, yeah, so we, we, got, there were we six got given eggs that, that sort of, um, we got put on the, 
under pressure to make a decision, didn't we? Yeah, because we went in and they said, okay, there's two that have grown to size um, that we will be able to um, transfer back into two embryos and we want to put them both in. Yeah. And the night before we'd had a chat going, oh, I think we'll just want to do one yeah. and because then you can freeze one. And if then in the future you want to um, do IVF from a frozen embryo pr- um, process and you want to pay for that, it's much cheaper yes. than doing the whole IVF process. So it was like a, a bargain conversation. Yeah, but then they just hit us with it. They went, look, you've got two that are ready to go back in. You've got one that is potentially tomorrow might have developed to the point where we can freeze it for future use. And then they were like, but if that doesn't, these are the only two you've got. Yeah. And they were saying, we think we should put both in yeah. to hedge our bets. Which is what used to happen with IVF. They'd put multiple embryos in, which is why there's kind of been multiple pregnancies yeah, yeah, and people yeah. have twins or triplets or four or eight or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas now they're much more commonly put one back in. But um, for us, they suggested two and... They they did offer to leave the room well, while did, we they, talked yeah. about it. We, they left the room and we had a you know it was quite I really, it really put us on the spot. Yeah. I was I wasn't expecting that. That was the only moment where I was like, oh actually this is quite yeah. big, isn't it? And because it felt like a film to me there, the just being in that room, it's it's like going for a pap smear. Um, it's not like it's it's not a crazy invasive process. It's a it's a familiar setting, but outside of the room is like a full-on lab that, yes. that reminded me of Well, yeah, they left films. the door open. Yeah. So we were in that room and you could see all the magic happening yeah. through there. There was just these doctors and all these massive, you know, almost they look almost like fish tanks and their yeah, arms are in there. And like Hollywood films. I yes. was like, whoa, that's where it's, that's where it's really yeah, happening. Yeah. And then um, they put the picture of both the embryos yeah. on the screen. And so we had a proper chat and decided to go for the gamble and yeah. put them both... And the gamble, not only, I mean, obviously we're now saying it paid off, but at the time as well, the day after they called us and said that third one actually developed. So that is now on ice. Yeah. For any future (laughs) use. Yeah. So they just suddenly, we said yes to the two embryos being put in and then they came back in and then the woman um, shouted to the man, (laughs) the doctor, she went ready and then he just came rustling in. Yeah. Shot two embryos up. Muffa judge judge, <laughs> <laughs> and then that was it. That was the and then suddenly the they were they were in there, and and it as soon as it's finished, it's like okay, just so you know, they're not going to fall out. You're not going to go to the toilet, and they're not going to fall out. But it's it was a really weird sensation of knowing that that has just happened to you, yeah. and that they're these tiny little things that have been um, transferred back into your body, and not really knowing what's going to happen. So that couple of weeks before having to do the the test was quite I was trying to be there's this thing that they talk about the two week wait which says sends people quite crazy I was quite chilled about it but I was still very aware yeah I was quite tired oh yeah I don't think you were showing any real visible signs of it bothering you you know no but just just a hyper awareness of that's possibly happening in my body is that going right is it not Hello, ladies and gentlemen, quickly, quickly, we haven't got long. Please listen to the all-new Angela Sandbelly podcast. It's a funny one. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. There's so much muck in it. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But that's what I think the part of this idea of this is for you learning about, you know, the on the ongoing changes and things you've got to look out for or yeah. things that might be you yeah you know, i imagine it is that thing you must become hyper aware of your body yeah something everything's changing you're growing a person inside yeah so you know i think there's a probably a natural thing where you, any slight feeling in your body even if it's not related suddenly in your head thinking well that yeah. that's new my yeah. ankle's hurting it must be the bloody baby like yeah so i think that's why going forward it yeah chatting to people who've been through it is the best way of but I guess preparing. But that thing is that there's so many different stories and people Absolutely. have such personal experiences with it. Just be interesting to see what it's like for different yeah. for different people throughout their pregnancy. Even the learning being pregnant. We've talked about how like, you know, it's most people find out they're pregnant. If they've been trying, mm. they suddenly have that month where, oh, hang on, my period hasn't come and then they do the test and amazing or it's a total surprise they're yeah. the sort of normal to but through IVF you actually because it's such a process and that the whole time you're building up to it there's you don't actually really have that eureka moment no. there's definitely a much more right it worked yeah moment which um, is totally different to any like the normal you know the baby is there and sort of being yeah having that awareness really preparing my body through the through the injections and the medication that the hospital gives you, I mean, but also some of those injections I've had to do. Yes, we should uh, can we just again being... for the, for people that might be going through to so don't know what you're going to go through. Um, for, uh, once you've done your injections to yourself, there then comes a point where you get given a new injection, which yeah. they recommend goes into your bum. Yeah, uh, and that's when I took over. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was I was. And initially when they said, like, she said to me, you should do them. Yeah. Um, because when I say she, I mean the doctor. So I was, like, I was not referring to you in that term. Uh, but I, and the first time she said that, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm going to have to inject into Hannah's bum. That is like such a... I don't Great know. Friday night. No, it's, it, I, there was definitely a part of me that was like, that feels like something I'm not 100% comfortable with. <laughs> you know, I've, you know, anyone who's seen my stand-up in the past might know that I talk about how I can't even pass wind around you and stuff yeah. like that I'm not good with bodily functions but it's not you know I'm just it's but you know once it actually got the first got time going. was fine you yeah. know what I mean you just got you have to put <laughs> you meant to put ice on your bum we've been using frozen corn. corn yeah on your like sort of quite high top like a top left or top right of the bum cheek get them cold and then I I get my needles out <laughs> and I'm actually it's become a totally normal part of the morning yeah um, but yeah, that's that's a little sort of warning for anyone who's going to be going through it. If you're a partner, if somebody's going to get ready to start injecting into their bum. But also, if you have, if the partner who's been doing the bum injections for you is often away, then you have to do them yourself into your leg, yes. which is a bit more painful. Yeah, because it's a bit. But again, as a, it's a big needle. But you mm. say you say it's not as bad as it looks. No, but afterwards, they, because it's. Um, Apparently, it's, I think it's progesterone. Again, like I don't really know yeah, <laughs> what yeah. any of these things are. Progesterone, but it's in an oil. So when it gets injected in, you have to warm the oil up first. You just bite like I put it in the top of my trousers or in my bra to get it warm. And then if if I if I don't massage it properly afterwards to kind of loosen it all up, then I get big lumps yeah. in my bum where it like... I don't know, congeals. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Which means the next day I have to bloody 
aim differently to, to navigate around, yeah navigate around the lumps yeah but um, it's it's a it's it is a small price to pay it's, for me it's been it's been really easy and really good process and for me as well there's part of it i really like about it that i sort of know what's happening every step of the way that it's a very um even though it's more scientific than sort of the the miracle of yeah, yeah, yeah. normal conception um i really like that yeah it makes it all makes sense to me what's happening it's, and i know what's happening yeah it's been fascinating like watching it all happen yeah. even when they were showing us things like when they showed us those embryos like i didn't know an embryo looked like that no like it was properly round. Yeah. <laughs> so round. We can share the picture. Oh, we can share we the can picture. We can see what it looks like. Um, but yeah, so that's sort of where we're at. Yeah, so then, so those things I feel like I've been learning a lot about and knowing about. But yeah. then the once that, that was kind of dropped on me that, yes, it's happened. Yeah. You are <laughs> pregnant. I was like... You're left on your own. I don't know anything. Yeah. I don't know anything. I don't, I've never really... I haven't been around babies that much. Um, you know, my family... We haven't really had loads of baby, not the not the people I'm close to, or they've been at different ages or in different countries. Yep. And um, well, I mean, they are famously easy to look after. <laughs> it's, it's an absolute walk in the park. I think I, I, th- I don't think I've changed a nappy, which I said to you. Yeah, earlier. I don't think I have either. Um, I I think I've done babysitting like five times in my life. Yeah. To various ages, but nothing properly like. Yeah. Yeah. Not to a proper baby. No. And I've never, I've never had my own pet. We, our family had a dog, not Howie. Not that I really looked after him very much, but he was there. Yeah. So I don't feel like I've been responsible for anything, another person, another thing, really, except for yeah. myself, for my whole life. And now, now, we're going to be. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what this podcast will end up being was. A gradual dawning of just what's happened. Yeah. <laughs> what we're going to go yeah, through. Yeah, an alternative name was, oh God, what have we done? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so that's, you know, I think it's going to be interesting hearing your thoughts on what's going on. Because at the minute you, you you keep saying, oh, I felt something that might be related to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You might have a little sort of feeling in your stomach. So far you haven't had any um, sick feelings. No, I have like. Very, I mean, you've had a couple of moments where you thought you might and then you're like, no, this, I mean, that no. could have been a thing. The tiniest, the tiniest thing of going, oh, is that, am I feeling sick? But I have to look for it that much. There's no way I'm no. feeling sick. Um, uh, but you, and again, that's probably just that heightened sense of. I keep saying how massive my boobs are. Yeah, they've, I mean, they're absolutely the same size as they have been the whole time <laughs> I've known you. <laughs> they're very um, consistent, I will yep. say. Uh, but um, you've been reading some bits. Yeah. This is what this is your starting point has been. You've been reading books, one of which I'm about to read. You've just you finished one about French kids. French children don't throw food. That was one of the first ones I looked up um, in kind of in those first few days. Going, what do, what do I do now? Like, how do I find out stuff? Um, within which I kind of went to some podcasts and didn't really find what I was looking for. No, there. they all are sort of a lot of them are parents in podcasts. Mm. Some of them are very scientific. Yeah, um, you know breakdowns of what there's a whole bit about mommies. I can't wait to be a mommy. Yeah, make me feel and unwell. the sorts of people that would say we're pregnant. Yeah, so there's nothing that actually is just somebody chatting to people as they go along yeah. to find out right what can I expect and much more story based there's one that I kind of there's one about birth stories which I don't want to listen to yet I don't feel I'm ready for that stage no. yet but that seemed really interesting just hearing really um yet yeah, stories from women and their birth stories yes. and all the details which I feel like already I've talked way more than I thought I was going to about the things that we've talked about so far when you go there's actually so many details well, yeah involved in every part of this that um yeah there's a lot to talk about there is there's mm. lots to learn as well mm-hmm. i will re- i will report back once i've read that french book yeah because we that's the plan is to have french oh, yeah. children Je- i want i want some fr- <laughs> i want french Brigitte. twins uh, but that's about just you know how to i mean that's much more about once they're yeah. out yeah then you how you sort of start setting them up to be decent yeah. people but things to prepare for and look out for and ideas for good ways to to go about things, whether it's yeah. throughout the pregnancy or once the baby babies are born, oh. which I don't know when we find that out. Like I said, I think I'm I'm six weeks, I'm six weeks pregnant, but I only know that from apps. No one's told me that from a hospital. Yeah, apparently you measure it from the first day of your last period. I didn't know that was the rule, but I do now. Yeah, 
and that's why we're at six weeks. So you've got a scan next week. Yes. So yeah, I've got a scan on Monday. Yeah, don't even know what that's what we find out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very casual approach. But we have to go for a scan on Monday, um, I guess, just to see how things are going. And then next week again, we've got we've got a social gathering. Yeah. That is going to be the case of do we tell people? Yeah. It's a wedding. Yeah. One of my old friends. We're going to Wales. A couple of days surrounded by people that, if we went to that normally, you would have some gins. Yeah. So, we we don't even know yet how we're going to broach it. Do we yeah. tell them? I think, like I was saying, I think it's that obvious thing now as well when you say oh, I'm not drinking, that people suspect that maybe you're pregnant. Definitely, yeah, definitely. And might not ask more questions. In that circle, especially in my old sort of normal life friends circle, saying I'm not drinking definitely um, would be, oh, that's a baby. Yeah. In the comedy world or acting world even, I think if somebody says they're not drinking, it's like, oh, that's because they used to be an alcoholic. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely a split. Well, Um, just earlier this week, I went to someone's house and was offered Dom Perignon and the only reason I could see to say no to that was to admit that I yeah. was having a baby. Because they know you would not turn down no Dom Perignon. <laughs> I've never tried it. I've never even tasted oh, it. Oh, no. no. You've missed your chance. Mm, I know. I'll get you a bottle in nine months. Today. Yes, let's do that. Great. Everybody um, heard that. That's a, uh, we can name the French Dom. child Dom Perignon. <laughs> Another uh, idea was Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah, I've always said I'd love to call the kid Keanu Reeves. It's not just Keanu, it's Keanu Reeves. Yes, it's, Reeves is a middle name. Keanu Reeves. I thought it was all first Norris name. Norris Donnelly. Keanu Reeves, first name. Oh, what, what hyphenated or <laughs> yeah. just literally turn it into Maybe one Maybe word. one word, one word. <laughs> just create the <laughs> yeah. single word of Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk baby names at another episode. Yeah. Um, so there, that's... Yeah, you're just gonna there we be, go. You're going to be joined. I'm, I'll be here most times, but sometimes I might be away. Yeah, when, and you'll have you know each episode. I think some might just be us. Yeah, but some I'd say most. The intention is for you to be chatting to somebody really cool and interesting yeah. about their experiences. But it's quite good having Cole here because he does know about podcasting I and um, is a real professional. How to press record on my very high-end digital recorder and talk for ages about yeah well you talk about you can talk about nothing in your podcast yeah if you um this yeah if you like this podcast (laughs) avoid my other one (laughs) this one is about something the other one is just absolutely aimless chat about nothing um but um it's gonna be it's it's gonna be i mean the thing is i think we're both on very much on the same page yeah we're both very sort of relaxed yep because it was that thing of you know we've always said you know it'd be nice to have kids but yeah. we've never we've never had that desperation for it and that's not a bad thing at all it's not a criticism of people that do it's a totally natural it's one of the most natural instincts you can have but just for some weird reason we haven't had that because I think as well we have we have other passions and things that fill our life you the, know which is something slightly that jar against it I think yeah. those you know comedy acting are lifestyles yeah. that are I think the people that are attracted to it are people that like to be free. And being a parent is the opposite, but yeah. that's not in a, again not in a bad way. So I think you've it's a moment of us maybe hitting that age where we're like, oh, it would be nice to maybe have something to tether us. And literally, if we don't do it now, that's what I know. If if yes. I don't do it now, then it might never happen. Yeah. Particularly with with do, doing IVF, yeah. that it had to happen now because I kind of said that I wouldn't. I didn't want to pay for that ever. I didn't yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. putting that money into that felt right. That might that might have changed further down the line. Yeah. If um we we hadn't been successful or if we were in a situation where we didn't have the opportunity to have that on the NHS, yeah, which is yeah. so amazing. Like if I was in Australia, it costs, I don't know, 20 grand or something like that. Yeah. I might, again, it's just a little nod to the NHS mm. for being pretty amazing. Yeah. And, you know, it all the way along as well, just knowing that there was still the chance that it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think the success rate is something like 40%. Yeah, I even, that's what I, I didn't, that was such a weird statistic for me. For some reason I thought, I mean, it's, again, this comes from the absolute lack of knowledge yeah. that I thought IVF, well, it must be like an 80% success rate. I just thought, yeah. well, obviously, because they take it out, fixing it up, putting it back in, what, you know, what could go wrong? And that's just the ignorance of somebody who's never looked into it. So even during, I never, you know, I think I told you, but we never really talked about the what our 
what we expected did we expect it to definitely work or whatever yeah. but I definitely just got a, I got a sense very early on in the process it was going to work I just had this yeah. I don't know it was this weird calmness I was like oh this is absolutely going to work I can just feel it every single moment every little test they did every little thing the way they were saying it just made me go oh this is yeah this is going to work yeah and I just yeah but so by the time yeah I, I was fully expecting when you did the test thumbs, thumbs up. up yeah <laughs> that was why it was, that was the first moment I was a bit like what when I got the sort of unsure I guess I, I do like I, I think I mean going back before this it's a thing that uh have getting my period every month when you wonder if it's if it's going to be that you're pregnant but then you yeah, get your period yeah, yeah. like being inside of that I'm like oh there's is is there something wrong with my body is it rejecting it is my yeah. body not working properly that this isn't happening because it feels like it should so there's still there's that little bit of doubt definitely in me that maybe my body wasn't gonna yeah gonna gonna hold it or make or or progress yeah, yeah. um pr- progress the pregnancy but like i said i was also doing acupuncture which i love anyway yeah you definitely you were doing loads of yoga in the lead up to yeah, it as well which i which i like doing but i don't really do it that much but i did it yes in the lead up to doing the um i was embryo. doing weights to increase my testosterone getting your dad bod <laughs> my big old dad bod sorted <laughs> but i did it i read that it sort of increases your testosterone so in the build-up i made sure that they were all fit and healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the uh, that's where we're at. Yeah. So we've covered some things. I don't know if we've covered everything, obviously, to where to where we're at right now. But yeah, in the next few, in the next episodes, and throughout the next eight and a bit months, <laughs> um, the plan is to talk to someone every week who is pregnant, has been pregnant, has a similar has something that I really connect with as, as a, as a human and as a mother or mother to be, um, something that I see in them that I see in myself. So perhaps, um, people who work in the arts or comedy or who have careers and things they're passionate about or, or just relate to in other ways and kind of connect with. So that's the plan. It's a good plan. (laughs) So I will be learning and sharing. Yeah. And I'm sure there'll be times when we're sharing uh, sort of, you know, some stresses. Yeah. You know, that's the th- I think that's what I was thinking about today about, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of preparing for a child is, you know, you prepare, you're thinking about the house, you're thinking about, mm. you know, right, you know, you're thinking about, oh, I'm not going to be, obviously you're preparing yourself for the lack of sleep and the stress and all that stuff. But, you know, I actually think, yeah, a lot of it, I think a lot of people should be preparing their your men, you know, your mind, you know, getting yeah. your mind into a position of being prepared for the absolute shift in your life. You know, I think that I don't feel, yeah, I don't know, maybe I'm I'm definitely planning on getting my meditation on and you know, getting my sort of head right. Yeah. So that it's not a shock to the system. Oh, it still will be a shock, but I mean a lesser shock. I feel like I haven't been thinking about that at all. <laughs> But that's just why we're going to share that you know we've got to take it different um responsibilities yeah. no, because, but, but i think but that is also reflective of the fact that for you you're going going to be going through the total physical yeah. change i don't can't go through that yeah so i can only be there to support that for me i think i'm just going to have to go through the mental change of yeah because you i think almost mentally you'll be way more prepared when it happens because you're feeling it the whole yeah, time yeah, yeah. i'm just watching it which is you know, i'm sort of you know, it's like when if you watch a documentary, you're not feeling what they're feeling, you're just watching what they yeah. feel and you're sort of empathising. But for, I think I'm going to try and totally sort of mentally prepare. I believe you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, flash forward to nine months and I'll be fetal position know. crying. I can't do it. Um, I just, I was just thinking some of the things that I've been doing differently. Yeah. Um, I have been wearing mainly dresses and tights because my jeans are usually quite tight and I feel like I if I wear jeans and I zip them up and they're high the high waisted ones and I think I'm gonna cut off all my circulation. Yeah, squash the babies. And squash the babies. Squash the blueberries. So um yeah it's tights and dresses at the moment. Yeah. I haven't been weighing myself and now as a well as a woman um I go through phases where I get obsessed about my weight and phases when I'm fine with not thinking about it and you know, not looking at that. So since since I started 
the IVF, I haven't been doing that. So that's that's good. Yeah. It's also a question in the back of my mind. I wonder how much I weigh. You've been, but, um, you've been eating a lot of soups. Yep, soups because that's good for foods. digestion. Yes. Um, so your body doesn't have to um, – so the energy can go towards your reproductive system and to – um, your uterus and things like that rather than to digest foods that are difficult yeah. to digest um lots of teas as well tea, you've, you've nettle loving. tea yeah, that's, you've been drinking loads that's of my it. big um my acupuncturist's big one nettle tea is really good for the blood and because you have to build lots of blood while you're building um a new baby they need loads of blood there we go so lots of blood. nettle tea <laughs> i don't want to drink we're vegans carl yeah we're we are vegans as well <laughs> our own i'll give you some yeah okay um so yeah, that's it. That's we're up to date. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully if anyone, you know, is thinking of IVF or, you know, going through it at the minute, that gives you a little insight into, you know, what what you can expect. Yeah, and what what it's been like for us and what's going on in my body, yeah, our brains, our lives. Yeah. And it is different. That's the thing. It's it's it is obviously going to be different for everyone. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's interesting to get a load of different voices. Yeah. You said earlier on actually I said something about we were chatting about telling people at the wedding next week. I mm. said, like, should we? And you just said a very um, philosophical line. You said, there is no should. It sounded like something Bruce Lee would say. It was good. But yeah. that's a, I think that's a good uh, motto to have going yeah. through pregnancy. Um, is yeah, is it, Obviously, there's the sort of standard thing that's, a ha- that's happening, but there is also anything can happen. You know, yeah. it's, it's a total uh, crazy change and something that... You're ultimately evolved to do. Yeah. So you're ready for this. It's my time. It's your time. You're absolutely <laughs> primed and ready. I am. Um, cool. Cool. Thanks for listening and there'll be more. Jeez. This is Keith Cheggers. <laughs> We've been listening to the Keith Cheggers podcast. Um, R.I.P. Keith Cheggers. Let's dedicate this first yeah. episode to his memory. Yeah. That's what he would have wanted. R.I.P. Welcome to the musical podcast. I'm Kiri. And I'm Jade. And I'm Dave. Dave's on keys. But we don't play that too much because otherwise we'll have to pay some people rights money. Yeah. Uh, we do a live show where comedians come and sing their favourite musical theatre songs in front of a live audience. This podcast is us bringing that person inside of a building. <laughs> Welcome to Just a Minute with Jade Adams. <laughs> I panicked. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.